Hello, welcome to Talking Deer. I'm Tim. I'm Joe. Today's a bonus episode, and we're going to be talking some about gear. Um, for you know, we're kind of gearing this podcast gearing, pun intended. <laughs> oh, my bad. Good, good one. <laughs> we're kind of going to have a weekly joke session. Too. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, oh, quick comment. I would almost like. Obviously, Joe and I are really laid back. I would almost like for these bonus episodes to be even more laid back. So, if we're too laid back to begin with, maybe this isn't for you. <laughs> but we're going to just kind of talk about the gear. Oh, today we're talking about gear. And uh, uh, we've been gearing this towards younger hunters, and we're just going to talk about the gear that we've used in the past that we've had success with. And uh, but what we're going to do is we're going to kind of start talking about what you need bare minimum, then stuff that's like kind of intermediate. It's really nice to have. We highly recommend it. But if you're on a budget, you don't actually need it. And then like the what would you call the last? Um, I don't know if. Pro, pro there's not really a word for I don't, it. I don't really know. I'm like, sure there is a word for it. We're just not too smart. Uh, upper class didn't sound right. White collar? No. no. <laughs> scratch bad. that. Uh, like it's like, just like gear you that you do not need it to hunt, yeah. but it is pretty nice. What's it? What's an example? Give an example. So, example that I have. Let's see. Um, hmm. Oh, cell cameras. There you go. That's like, perfect. It's it. You don't, you by no means need it, but. So cell cameras are just like game cameras. You've heard of those, but they actually have a, a cell plan and they'll send the pictures directly to your phone. So you don't have to go out there every week and, and pull the SD card. Yeah, but uh, nice. let's start from the ground up. So if you are somebody who's never hunted before and you're wanting to get into the sport, you might be a little overwhelmed by like, what all gear do I need to get? So we're going to start with what is the bare bones minimum that you should get? Joe, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Um, so basically, you have to have hunter safety. Yeah. To be so, able to purchase tags. So how do you go about that in Missouri? How about you tell us? <laughs> well, okay. It's been a while for me and Joe both. So last time I took it, I think I took it out of a local college and it was all day course yeah it's like on by hour missouri course. conservation but i think these days there's an online option you can go to the missouri department of conservation and find that and uh you basically take this online course you take a test and it's it's about safety which by the way is extremely important um it seems like every year there's hunter related accidents where people get hurt shot fall to tree stands and whatnot and that's going to be another podcast episode probably. yeah probably but ultimately it's important to stay safe out there so the first thing you need to do is get your hunter safety so that you can buy tags and be legal out there so hunter safety card and then you need to purchase tags and they'll go over how to do that in the course mm-hmm. and then after that what do you need so basically after that you need something to be able to kill the animal you're after so would you call that a weapon so- <laughs> You a know, weapon. there's a lot of things. Yeah, a weapon. An atlatl. An atlatl or a... Spear. A spear. No. no. Uh, for, most people, for most people, it's going to be either a bow or a gun. And you kind of, you can decide, do, you know, do I want to get into this during the 10-day rifle season or do I want to be an archery hunter? You, that's totally up to you. You can contact us and ask what we would do. But, you know, archery, now that they've opened crossbows for archery, like... For everybody, it's pretty easy to get into that. Too. Yeah, honestly, if I was if I was like to take somebody who's never been in the sport and they were trying to get into it, I would say 
buy either you know a compound bow or a crossbow because it's a longer season and there's more opportunities. And how much can you get a compound bow for? Say off In, you know off I'll, Craigslist I'll two two hundred dollars two fifty. I'd say that's spot on. So you can get and what would that include? Crossbow, your arrows, arrows, sights, broadheads, everything you need. Every, yeah. So you could get a. It wouldn't be the nicest bow on earth, but you could get a a, a fully functioning compound bow. It might be twelve, fifteen years old, but it's it's what it's everything you would need for probably two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah. For sure. I would say. And I've got one for sale for 150 So, <laughs> so hit Joe up. <laughs> so you can hit me up. It doesn't have a string. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. It and actually it does. is a bare bones bow. <laughs> yeah. It, but actually, I kind of like that no, I'm bow. I'm just kidding. I, mean, I, I actually, yeah. But yeah, it is. So it's funny, a, it's a funny fact, me and Tim, we watch a lot of Dre Outdoors. I don't know if Tim knows <laughs> where I'm going with Oh, this. I know exactly where you're going. So... Whatever they used, we were like, oh my gosh, that's the best thing in the world. And that, at the time, was PSE. So we both shot PSE for a while, and then well, Tim... I, I switched to Matthews. I really like yeah. the Matthews style and some of their uh, technology. I, I bought a used Matthews bow, and I loved it. And then not too long after, Joe actually followed suit <laughs> and got a Matthews. And then a few months after that, the jury's announced that they were switching to Matthews. So <laughs> yeah. we like to I joke. I see a picture too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, they switched because of us. We like to joke and just say, oh, Mark and Terry were just, just waiting to see what we suit. were going to do. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, basically all you really need is you know tags, get legal, and then get a weapon. Um, make sure you know what you're doing. If you have somebody who's already involved in the sport, they can help you. Local bow shops. Uh, I can't speak for all of them, but I know most of them are extremely helpful. They'll they'll help you get your bow tuned in just for you, just right, and uh, you'll be ready to rock and roll. Uh, a nice thing to have is camo. I it's definitely not a must, but uh, right. I mean, you can you can kill deer in your red flannel for sure all day all day. And there's day. a lot of guys that have done that. A lot of but, old, you know. Oh yeah, I think a lot of a lot of guys nowadays, you know, might go excessive with a lot of gear that they use that's true thinking that they have to have something to kill a deer let's let's i think we basically covered the bare bones minimum so if you want to get into the sport of hunting good news you're going to be spending i don't know what is it, 10 bucks for the course and 250 for a bow 10 dollars for a doe tag yeah and voila you're in <laughs> not, not, not too much but if you're like me and joe you spend a lot of money in the intermediate range <laughs> the stands Which, this includes deer yeah. stands, blinds, game cameras. What? Okay, so what is the number one thing you would say? Oh man, that's going a, forward oh from my. all you have is a weapon. Oh my! You can only buy one more thing. What would you buy? Man, I think a deer stand. That's what I would have said too. <laughs> <laughs> a deer stand. What would it be? A climber stand? No, I think I'm just gonna go with like a lightweight. You know, hang on like a lock on Menards special, dude. The Menards special, Menards special. There, uh, Menards has this stand. I think it's called the Sniper Eagle or something. It changes. It's a different company. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. it's so cheap. They're really cheap. They're like forty bucks. But you know what? It gets you in the tree, and you can do everything you need to do. My dad will not hunt out of those. Yeah, I mean, they, they're 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 pretty small. 
The, yeah. Which is what I love about him. But. Yeah. And, well, I like the price. But, and the, and the price. <laughs> but yeah, get, I would probably get a deer stand. And Joe and I have found, well, later we might do a podcast about, you know, blinds versus stands and what kind of stands to use. But I'm going to give you the, the meat and potatoes right off the bat. Joe and I have found that for us, the best setup that works is some sort of climbing sticks and a hang on stand. You, you, the climbing sticks are just like a ladder that you strap to the tree. They're either separate from each other or, or tethered together. And you climb up the tree, sit in your hang on stand. And it's awesome, especially for bow hunting. Um, and there's also, even for mobile, if you're one of those ultra mobile guys and you want to hunt public, I still would use climbing sticks and a hang on over a climber personally. Tim, you're talking quite a bit about climbing sticks. Uh, I think you got some for Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of in what, love. Uh, what, what, did, what did your What did your wife get you? What? So, very bad. <laughs> I sent her the link. Actually, I said, you know, just in case you're needing some Christmas ideas with I, a couple winky faces. I got, uh, oh gosh, the Hawk Helium set. They're the the smaller ones. They're about 20 inches, and it's a four pack with two steps on them. They're super light. They stack together. I love pretty much everything about them. Uh, I do have, you know, I've heard just based on reviews, their uh, their quality control is not the best. And I actually kind of saw that in the sticks. Their, uh, their cupping system that locks the sticks together on the sticks that I got were so tight that they would actually break when you tried to separate them. Oh, wow. And so you, what I had to do, and I actually haven't finished yet, is I have to kind of sand down the the one cup so that it's a little bit easier. smaller and slips in and out easier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited to use those next year. I haven't actually gotten the chance to hunt with them yet, but I've been needing a more mobile set of climbing sticks, and I could not be more excited. And mobile is a really good way to go. If, you know, tight budget, like you can hunt several different areas. Exactly. You're, You're hanging and hunting every time, but, you know. Yep. I mean, just right off the bat, I've got so many guys in my head who have made tremendous amount of success in the in- success in the industry by being mobile, hanging and hunting. The DeQuistos come to mind. Uh, the guys at Hunting Public come to mind, and you know some of those guys are just hunting from the ground. But a lot of them do use hang-ons or, or tree saddles. And I think hang- hunting from the ground is something that oh, I know I've overlooked it a lot. Yeah, it's really easy to get caught up in, oh, well, so-and-so's doing this, so I have to do it. But Yeah, I think it's a lot from who you're watching and who you're, you yep. know. Yep, yep, yep. So besides stands, what else would be in the intermediate category? Um, A rangefinder is really nice to have. Absolutely. Because with that rangefinder, you're going to be training yourself at, you know, if you stay around that same height in the tree whatever would be 15 20 feet 25 feet and you keep ranging a couple hunts every hunt whatever Mm -hmm. you're gonna learn your ranges and i think range finders are really nice to have oh yeah especially you know you got four pins on your bow and when when a buck walks out you need to know okay he's at 20 22 yards i'm gonna use my top pin or you know whatever the case may be that's crucial information to know yeah. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and talk about game cameras, Joe. <laughs> we oh boy, we rely on game cameras maybe a little too much. Y'all better strap in. <laughs> How many cameras do you have right now, Joe? I I I think I have 16. 
Wow. <laughs> I actually didn't know you had that many. I thought you had like 13. Well, okay. But you got Work, couple- workable, I guess, 13. Oh, I didn't know if yeah. I was right or not. Yeah. Probably, probably 12, 12 or 13, I guess, That's, that work. I mean, for two the, of them went down on me this season. For the average Joe Schmo, no offense, Joe. <laughs> Gosh, <dang it. laughs> for the average Joe Schmo, that's a lot of cameras. How do you afford that? Um, you don't buy nice cameras. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so, well, we call this the old Walmart special. Well, and, okay, a word of caution. We found there's these Tascos at Walmart. They're, are they 12 megapixels? Uh, they come in six and eight, eight megapixels. Some, 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 co- yeah, there eight, are 12, they're, they're 28, they're, more expensive. they're $28 and 88 cents for the eight megapixels at Walmart. And that gets you a camera that what Joe and I have found is fully functional, takes good, clear pictures and lasts about two years. <laughs> so these cameras take better pictures than my cell cam stealth cameras. Well, yeah, I Ser- mean, seriously, they do. They're very good quality, but a word of caution, we found that after about two seasons, they really start to kind of go on the downhill slide, which is kind of to be expected of a cheap camera. So you got a couple options. You can either buy top top of the – what is it? What's the expression? Top of the line. Uh, top of the line. Top of the line, which would be probably Reconyx, honestly. And they're – Well, Reconyx, um, boy, there's so many. I can't. What's the one, Brad? Cutty back. Cutty back. Yeah, Cutty back. Honestly, uh, Bushnell's making some cool cameras these days. Muddy, Muddy is, yeah. But Muddy's more medium. This is probably. this this price range that we're mentioning right now is from two hundred to six hundred dollars. Yeah, for a camera. Now, if you buy a Reconyx camera, I would be surprised. Like if it doesn't get stolen, I would be surprised if it doesn't last you for ten years or more. Yeah, like because you know I, I interned there with Grant Woods, and he was running cameras that are like. 14 years old. Yeah, first, and they were the doing, first Reconyx that came out. Oh, yeah, and they were doing just as good as they were the first day. Yeah. So you you get what you pay for, but for where Joe and I stage a life right now, we would rather be running 12, 13 of these Tascos than one Reconyx. And that's just our personal, Absolutely. personal preference. Well, and we're on a lot of property that we don't really know who could be out there. Yeah, and I, if one of these gets stolen, we, you know, it sucks, obviously, but I had it's that not happen this a $600 year. camera. Yeah. yeah, I had that happen this year. I had a camera stolen, and I walked up, and my heart kind of sank when, you know, I saw it was gone. But it was one of those Tascos, so I had, you know, a $5 SD card, $4 worth of batteries, and $28 worth of camera, and... I was depressed, but can you imagine if that was a $700 setup, you know? Yeah. So. Of course, you're probably not going to have one of those without a lock. That's <laughs> true. If you're going to spend $600, you, <laughs> you might as well buy a $10 lock. buy a $10 lock. <laughs> yeah. But, and there's a couple that I – I have uh, three, five – I have five cell cameras now, and I'll run wow. locks on those. Wow. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so we actually talked in the previous episode with Scott about, you know, part of the reason why we like running cameras so much. So if you haven't listened to that, go ahead and give it a listen. It's kind of a longer episode than we usually do. And this one might be too, but if you're listening to a bonus episode, that's probably because you got nothing better to do. So, Or you just really like this, ep- like, like this podcast. Yeah. You really like the sound of Joe's voice. Yep. <laughs> That'd be a first. No, I'm not just kidding. Uh, let's see. Binoculars is on our list for intermediate good pair of glasses okay actually binoculars is like besides a deer stand let me yeah binoculars are really important let me not just for hunting 
Oh yeah, let me tell you a story. For real your quick. life, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I keep a pair in my car at all times, and let me tell you a story. I did not have a good pair of binoculars for years as a hunter because I got into bow hunting, and I said, you know, if I'm rifle hunting and I see a deer, I'm gonna look at it through my scope. If I'm bow hunting and I see a deer at 200 Which, yards, okay, real quick, that's that's. It can be dangerous looking at deer with just your scope. Well, depending and, on where the deer is. Depending I wasn't on where the deer do it if it was right, right. You know, eating the neighbor's I just, flower pot I just out of their front yard. <laughs> if you got someone hunting behind the deer, obviously you're not going to look yeah. at the deer through your scope. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. at least we don't encourage it. But uh, <laughs> but if we were bow hunting, my my philosophy at the time was so that's what I would do if I was rifle hunting. If I was bow hunting and deer was at 200 yards. Well, I, I'm not going to be able to shoot it from 200 yards anyway. Why does it matter? And I told Joe that. He came and hunted the farm with me. And I told Joe that. Joe had his binoculars. He was like, why don't you have a pair of binoculars? And I was like, I told him that. He goes, hey, yeah, whatever. And then I got my first pair of binoculars. And I kid you not. Life. Oh, my goodness. If I go to the stand, like, other than my release and my bow, the thing I miss the most, more than my phone, more than anything else, is a pair of binoculars if I forget it. Because it just changes the game. You see movement. You know right away. You pick up your binoculars. You know whether it's a squirrel or a deer. If you need to be getting ready, um, you see a big frame deer coming in hot at sixty yards. You can identify that deer with a pair of binoculars. Yeah, I just had a flashback whenever you talked about looking at a deer with your scope. No, this is a true story. I was hunting one time, and um, man. I can't remember when it was. It was a long time ago, though. I might have been 14. But I was across this creek from another hunter, private land, and there was another guy out there. And I throw up my binoculars and look at him. And lo and behold, he's looking at me with his gun. Oh, my god! With his scope. Oh, You talk man. about being mad. I was going to say, that would irk me a little oh, bit. My. I mean, a lot of bit. Mercy. Mercy. I was not. I was not very happy. No doubt. Yeah. So I that's. Like, I just don't do that. Like I'm wearing orange. Be safe. Like what? What else? And what, don't be what stupid. Do you think, what do you think you're gonna see? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, use some common sense. Yeah. I mean, I guess we don't know that guy's backstory. No. Maybe, maybe but, he was blind, but. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. But that was that was pretty. Yeah. Don't don't do that. Get get a pair of binoculars, and they're cheap. They're Bushnell sells a pair yeah. at Walmart for like sixty bucks. Yeah, I seventy mean, bucks. Yeah, you can get a pair of binoculars with a rangefinder built in for a thousand. Well, yeah, <laughs> you Two know, one stone right there. Uh, let's talk about that kind of A tier. What did we call it earlier? The white collar. The white color. The pro, pro hunter. <laughs> you mentioned cell cams. The high class. Which you've got a few. Yeah. You've got a few which cell I cams. Which I am not high class. So I just got a good deal on these cell cams. Well, one look at that mustache, Joe. I don't know. You look pretty classy with that thing. Mercy. <laughs> so cell cams would be in that category. Cell cams for sure. And, I mean, we don't want to spend too much time in this category because if you're listening to this podcast thinking i want to buy cell cams at a redneck blind you probably already know all this stuff yeah so but why not the podcast i mean you know it's a fun podcast sure but decoys um i got a boss buck decoy and i've only had it out twice while i was hunting and both times i had a buck come into it and i've i've used it a handful of times you've used my buck decoy more than i have (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, decoy. That's that's a realm that I haven't done much of, and the little bit I have, it's pretty exciting. It's addicting. It is addicting. Uh, the other thing I'd say is ozone technology. Ozonics mm-hmm. is a big one. Scent Crusher is another big brand. Dude, Wild Game Innovations actually. Everybody's getting ozone. Everyone's everybody's getting, getting ozone, yeah. and I can't explain the actual science to you. Fun fact: I met Dan from Scent Crusher. Um, you know, you know who that is. He's like their CEO. That's or, cool. I don't know. Who I didn't he know is. you met him. Yeah, I met him, and uh, he exp- he was kind of explaining the technology, and I forget what he said. It was a little bit over my head, but just, what I remembered just a little, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a few tears over over my pay grade. <laughs> but what I remembered is I remembered learning in chemistry about like how detergent works. It kind of like the molecules like bond to the mm-hmm. dirt and grease molecules and like peel it off. And I remember the way he was explaining, I was like, well, golly, that sounds kind of like detergent. You know how that works. It, Pay it, attention it, in school. Ozone's, <laughs> ozone's O3. Am I wrong? Uh, Oxygen's I, O2. Ozone's. I, I think that's right. It might have I'm another. Sure. Don't, don't listen to us, <laughs> but basically ozone <laughs> makes smelly things, not smelly. So it's yes. a form of scent control. And in my experience, it works. It's not 100%, but I have much better success when deer are downwind of me when I'm using Scent Crusher. I use Scent Crusher than when I don't. I've used Scent Crusher every time Tim's in camp. So basically, Joe's using my decoy and <laughs> all the A-tier stuff. <laughs> Joe uses uh, whatever I got, except well, for cell you, you just got to see. You got to see if it works. That's true. And I haven't done it enough to be a diehard. Like, oh my goodness. Scent crusher all the way. But there's a lot of hunters out there that use it. So if you have questions, where do we send people who have questions? Well, hold on. Hold on. We got one more thing here. Mobile SD card readers. Oh, yeah. Those would make that for sure. I almost would put that in the intermediate category. If you're going to run cameras. That's true. They're pretty cheap. Yeah, they're 20 bucks, And it, I mean, I guess it's not... Actually, the buck that I killed this year, I went in and checked a camera, and I pulled that camera card, and I, ch- I I had my mobile reader, and I looked to see what bucks were in there, and I said, there's some good bucks in here. I'm hunting here in an hour. So I went and got changed and hunted there and killed a good buck, um, biggest buck of my life, actually, and that might not have happened if I didn't have a mobile SD card reader. If I had lollygagged around, brought the SD card back, caught a snack, and then uh, checked the card on my laptop would have been all smelly by that time well no by that time i wouldn't have had time to get to the stand oh yeah because i want to know oh yeah there's good deer in here i need to get going yeah yep and they're they're i mean they're small compact plugs into your phone plug and play i mean it's it's really handy literally and it fits in your pocket you get you can check your deer camera that's 30 yards away while you're sitting in the stand and no, it's there, and that could be very depressing <laughs> if there's nothing there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Has that happened to you? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, for Every sure. time. I'm so excited. I'm like, oh, I'm going to this spot. I pull the card. I get in the stand. I start flipping through. I'm like, okay, squirrel, squirrel, possum, coon, nothing. I'm like, what? Skunk. What am I doing? Yeah, what am I doing? Not <laughs> and near. Then- and then you're just discouraged. But. You know, cameras aren't the end all be all. They they don't pick up on everything. And I've I've talked to Tim a little bit about this, but I'm tempted to hunt a property without putting cameras on it. <laughs> one 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 season. I would I just want to just, just for the 
That was my idea. Was it your idea? Yeah, but I well, I liked, I liked it at the time, and now I'm like, who am I kidding? <laughs> I I, well, just just the but just we should the try feeling that. of going in and like, you know, w- when we started, we didn't have cameras. No, like you have no clue what's gonna walk by, and we that feeling that. of oh my goodness, there could be a giant at any moment. Yeah, we should, which try there that probably sometime. won't be, but no, never is. There's, <laughs> there's always a possibility. Yeah, that's true. That's just that's just a little bit of the. I mean, there's so many much more gear out there. We we kind of just scratched it a little. Yeah, absolutely. But well, to I mean, recap, all you really need to get into hunting is a, is a weapon and a tag, and then if you want to get more, get more. Yeah, absolutely. the The more gear you get, the nicer it's going to be, I guess. All right, well, guys. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate you. Yep. Catch you later on the next episode. See ya.